welcome to Mad About Money, the podcast that is mad about money. I'm Maddie Alexander-Grout and this podcast is sponsored by My VIP Rewards, the multi-award winning money saving app that helps you to save on your everyday spending. I am joined by consultancy owner Kelly Williams. Um, she is also a VA mentor um, and her business is at the drop of a hat limited. Um, Kelly, lovely to have you. Hi, I'm Maddie. How are you? I am wonderful, my love. It's so great to have you on. Um, Kelly, tell me a little bit about your business. So I started my business back in 2019. Um, one of the reasons I started it was because I needed more flexibility in my life because I'd worked in um, corporate recruitment for a long time. Um, oh, I did not uh, know that. Me too. <laughs> oh, did you? How funny. The whole world. Very yes. small world. No, carry on. Sorry, <laughs> interrupting. That's okay. Um, we have so much in common. <laughs> we do. We do. We can, we can talk about that a bit more in a minute. <laughs> we will. Um, so, yeah, I've been working in recruitment for a long time, and I kind of just realised one day the kids were a certain age. Yeah, I was missing out on time with them. Um, I'd also got a situation where my dad had been diagnosed with dementia, Oh, gosh. Um, and I was needing to support more with that. So I basically drove to the office one day, put my keys through the letterbox and went, I can't do this anymore. And I've always wanted to run my own business. Um, so I ended up setting up as a VA on my own to start off with. And that that's a bit of a, a bit of a step from recruitment. Were you doing the sales stuff for recruitment or was it more admin? So I, when I first started off in my recruitment career, I was a search consultant. Ah, okay. Um, so I was trained as a traditional headhunter before, before LinkedIn had started. So quite a while ago. <laughs> oh, you're showing your age there, Kelly. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. What, what type of search were you doing? So I, I worked for um, a packaging recruitment company and we used, to, well, my role was to recruit salespeople for labels companies um, and printed folded cartons companies. Okay, quite niche. <laughs> yes, very niche. But I, but I guess that probably set you up in terms of the skills that you needed to, to run your business and yeah all of that sort absolutely. of stuff yeah I mean I I was in recruitment for probably 17 18 years um and I I worked on sort of perm stuff temp stuff um I ran a division for Gap Personnel um I used to run their technical division um I also worked for um for quite a while for a company called Remploy who were a welfare to work organization oh cool um, so that was really interesting as well, because we were supporting people with health conditions and disabilities and helping people to manage those conditions so they could go back into work. Um, and then after that, I worked in healthcare retreatment and my speciality was turning around failing branches and making branches profitable. Nice. That's a, mm. that's a, a so, so I guess that's probably given you quite a good understanding of how money works in the business world as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I was one of those recruitment branch managers who I, I always put a stop on spending the stationary cupboard because I was always like, why are you buying all this stuff that we're never going to use? 
Oh, that, that one of the best things about recruitment companies is the amount of stationery they have, though. <laughs> I know. I was a stick in the mud. I was like, stop with the stationery already. <laughs> There's only so many notepads that you can give away to clients. Yeah, you don't need 50,000 of them in the cupboard, do you? No, I don't, there always was like a massive surplus of, of stationery in the cupboards. I just I remember yeah. it really well. And actually, it's the only time I've, I've really thought about it and thought, why do these businesses spend so much money on pointless things that they don't need? Yeah, but they always have those contracts with the businesses that actually charge them more money than if they pop down the road to Tesco or B&M. It's very true. Very true. So, yeah, if, if you're a if you're a recruitment agency and you're buying loads of stationery, chat to Kelly because she can help you to save money there. Yeah. Go somewhere cheaper. You don't need to buy it from some of those big, big companies. <laughs> no, no, you really don't. And, and actually, uh, you know, local local supplies of stationery. There's lots of nice local support, local shops yes. you can support. So, yeah, definitely yes. recommend that. As Absolutely. Like, with my small business hat on um mm. so so you moved out of recruitment and yeah. you know it's it's quite a different world isn't it being self-employed to being in corporate how how yeah. did you find the transition from being paid a wage to moving mm. to to support yourself well it it was something that I've done before so I have been self-employed employed before and run my own business previously a number of years ago and my parents always ran businesses when I was growing up so I kind of had a bit of a flavour about what being self-employed was all about um but I you know I I was lucky that I had an opportunity to do something and I'd seen a gap in the market um and it didn't take me very long to get clients and to actually make revenue in the business that's good that's good because a lot of people struggle to start with and yeah I mean I'm, I'm assuming that you didn't start the business with a huge amount of cash no I I literally I went I'm going to start a business and my husband agreed with me that we could literally start the business on a budget of a thousand pounds brilliant and that's that's something that a lot of businesses don't do they they think that you need loads and loads of money to start a business I started my business with no money at all yeah, um, it, can, so, it can be done and look at your business. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about how much we've we've grown over the, the past four years, um, I I started basically with my own salary that and I was I was still employed. I didn't actually take the plunge until I'd been going for about four months. Um, and, and only then did I take the plunge into self-employment on a women, you know, on a wing and a prayer, really, because I got made redundant from my corporate recruitment job. So I really didn't know where it was going to go. And I said to my husband, I said, I'm going to give it three months and yeah. see how see how it goes. And after three months, I did actually need to get another job. <laughs> Nobody really knows this. Um, but, you know, it, we weren't we weren't flying by that point. We were just mm. on, you know, getting by and it was it was growing. Um, so I went and got a job um, in London working for an energy company. And, right. Um, I then got pregnant um, actually before I started. And that is another story altogether. Um, but yeah, I got I got pregnant and actually um, I ended up losing that job because of my morning sickness. Um, oh. To cut a long story short, uh, they basically they they didn't want to take me on when I told them I was pregnant, but they oh. kind of had to. Yeah. Um, 
and it was yeah they uh, they actually said to me when they fired me um you didn't do enough work because of your morning sickness and I said but you didn't give me enough work and they said yeah we didn't give you enough morning we didn't give you enough work because of your morning sickness and I went you can't really do that <laughs> oh gosh yeah so it was it was quite quite difficult but uh, but yeah it did did result in um in me getting um a nice payout which was good which which actually really helped the business so that was kind oh, of that's difficult. good the so you took it person. you took it further <laughs> I did I did because I felt aggrieved that um mm. that I'd gone through all of this problem I did have really bad morning sickness um and it was it was horrific but I, st I still did everything they threw at me they just didn't throw enough at me so um yeah that's another wow. story altogether but yeah. you are you are right you do not need massive amounts of money to start a business no. No. so so how did you start what did what did you do to start the business so when I I got home the day that I put the keys through the letterbox and Simon said to me, so my husband said, what are you going to do? Um, and I just said to him, I'll tell you tomorrow morning once I've slept on it. Um, yeah. and, and actually, I'll be honest with you, back in 2019, I didn't actually know what, what a VA was at that point in time. I... I'd sort of laid awake all night thinking about all the different skills that I had and the experience and the knowledge of certain industries and what recruitment had given me. Um, and I had this mad idea in my head that I wanted to provide solutions for people, like a business version of the 18. Like it. I like it. And I'm hoping you know who the A-team are, because when oh, I yeah. say this now... I'm an, eight, I'm an 80s child. <laughs> Because so many people go, oh, the hey, 18th, what? what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the idea was not to kind of blow things up, but to, like, provide solutions for business owners. Um, and that's where the idea kind of stemmed from. Um, and it was only as I started to look at it that I went, oh, this actually exists already. This is a VA. This is a virtual assistant. And I thought, well, this is really good for me because there isn't one type of VA. You can offer the services that you know about. You can look at your skills and offer those skills to businesses that might benefit from them. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so what, what did you decide you were going to offer to businesses? Recruitment. <laughs> Eek. Yeah. Fun and games. And so yeah. are, you still, are you still doing that now? I still do bits of recruitment. Yes, when when people want to do retain search, if people ask me to, then I do retain search for them. So, um, so you'll know what retain search is. Yeah. Um, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know that's listening, basically, um, a company will agree a role with you and pay you upfront for that retained piece of search work. And did did that involve spending lots of money? Or, I mean, LinkedIn was was around by this point, I'm assuming. And was was that mm -hmm. the, the main kind of way that you were were looking for people, or did you have like the job boards? Or I I tried a bit of everything, but when when I recruit, I you know unless I really need to, I don't pay for advertising. Um, and actually, generally, I will find people without having to pay through LinkedIn. That's really good, really good. And and that's something that I would have assumed saves a lot of money on agency fees. Yeah, 
completely. Um, so with the kind of retained search that I do for businesses, um, I tend to charge a flat fee. Um, so, so I tend to charge a flat fee of £1,500 plus the VAT, and then they pay the £1,000 up front, and then once I've recruited for them, they pay the other £500 plus the VAT, um, which is actually for the, the kind of roles that people ask me to recruit on, um, is a really good fee. And that's about a third of what agencies charge, so that, that's exactly. Brilliant. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. And, um, and are there specific types of roles that you are specialising in or? I kind of do anything that anybody wants me to, really. Nice. So I can give you an example of my most recent one is for um, a client of ours who has a VA from my company. Um, and she um, she's a lovely lady, actually, Abby Roberts. Her name is. She runs a company called Abby Roberts Digital, AL Roberts Digital. Um, and she provides um, an expert service in pay-per-click advertising on Google. Okay. Um, so she's a fantastic lady. She's been featured in Forbes and many other magazines as well. Um, so we provide that VA support for her. And she approached me um, in the last couple of months and said that she was ready to recruit somebody to work alongside her as her first hire in the business. Um, so she asked me to find her a PPC account strategist was the role that she asked me to recruit on. Nice. So yeah. that that's that's a quite quite a niche role, but um, yes, you know, I and, and I'm I'm just thinking, you know, in in the world of of startups and um, you know entrepreneurs as they're growing their first team, um, mm -hmm. it's it's super important to make that that first hire the right hire because oh, yeah. it costs. On, on average, like for everything, if, if you take into consideration everything that it takes to recruit that new person, it costs on average seven and a half grand mm -hmm. to recruit a new person. And that is including things like time and training and time mm -hmm. to take away from your business that takes you away from sales. And recruiting the wrong people can mm -hmm. cost you absolutely thousands. Yes. So that is such a good money saving tip. It really yeah. is. I think you know, making sure that you've got the right people in your business as you're growing and scaling yes. is it, it's probably one of the most important things. And yes. this is something that we talk to our clients about a lot because we deal with um, employee benefits for small teams. And people don't think about the fact that actually small teams really, really need benefits. Um, yes, it's, they do. Mm. It's, it's no good putting on a job spec now that you offer free parking and free tea and coffee. It's just no good. <laughs> People are like, oh, yay, whoop de doo brilliant. Um, oh, good, you've got a pension, that's legal. Oh, good, 28 <laughs> days holiday plus bank holidays. That's that's also a legal requirement, well done. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't think about the, the things that actually attract people. Mm. Um, so, you know, we do, we do a lot of work with, with clients who are looking to, to make their first hires to make sure that when they do hire that person, they're also retaining that person as well. Yes. Um, which is also really important from a money saving yeah. point of view as you're growing Definitely. and scaling scaling a business yeah. Um, yeah. so so that's one really great saving saving point from from using mm. your services and um, what else can you help people with um so well a lot a lot of things <laughs> so I have um I have a team now of about 30 people who work with me wow um, 
so we've got um we've got lots of different types of virtual assistants in the team um people from different backgrounds um so we can help people with social media management um so we do a lot of social media for our clients but we also look at the whole the whole picture of a growth marketing strategy as well because and I, I found this so interesting to delve into over the last you know, two and a half years. Um, and I work with a lot of marketing strategists. So it's always really interesting to look at people's businesses and give them a different view from outside the business on, um, you know, is it just social media that they should be doing or is there something? else they should be doing and and really with clients as well I do review with them you know are they aiming at the right ideal client avatar you know it is their product or service right for that ideal client avatar it's so important and people people often get it wrong don't they when they're, when yes. they're first going for it um you know I, I know that as a business we we really struggled to find the right niche for our for our benefits because mm -hmm. we, we were like oh well, well anyone can have them but that but you market to everybody you sell to nobody right so yes. you know trying to niche down so that's why we we're mm -hmm. um we're doing small businesses because mm -hmm. actually they're a complete complete niche where they they can't access employee benefits from from bigger from bigger companies because mm -hmm. they they just don't service them it's almost yes. like, you know, small businesses, if you've got a small business, you've got, you know, 10, 10 to 12 people or whatever, um, you know, the big guys won't touch you. So how do you recruit and get the right talent if you can't put something awesome on your on your job specification? So yeah. uh, that's that's kind of what, what where we found our niche. But yeah, it, it's really, really it's it's hard to to kind of find that niche if you if you're kind of just mm. stabbing in the dark on it, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that goes for anything. So, so when I'm talking to potential clients for my consultancy, I always look to kind of understand their whole business, understand them as a person and understand who their ideal client avatar is, because you can't do anything unless you fully understand that and that you've got the right service or product for them. Um, and I do exactly the same thing with my VA mentoring as well. So as soon as somebody joins my course, one of the first things that we do is we look at, you know, what are their skills? What's their experience? What industries do they know about? And I get them to look at what their actual niche is going to be and who their ideal client avatar is, because as a virtual assistant, there's massive amounts of competition out there. There is, so, yeah. You know, there's hundreds of thousands now of, you know, there are many, many virtual assistants, but I talk to my people about, you know, what's your niche? Who is your USP? What What is your unique selling point? It, it makes a, a really big difference. And I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that there are, you know, I mean, I'm not saying anybody could be a VA because you kind of need a bit of a skill set to actually be yes. able to deal with people. Um, mm. But regardless of what background you've had, I mean, you've proved it from recruitment. I mean, it's it's crazy. And I never knew that you were in recruitment because I probably wouldn't have <laughs> associated you with being somebody that liked any form of admin. Because I know personally, being from a recruitment background, 
admin made me want to throw my computer out out of the window like I really hated well, it um I've got to be honest Maddie I choose not to do the admin these days because work yeah so I outsource it <laughs> outsourcing is brilliant um yeah. and you know people and you know I'm not trying to do you out of a job here Kelly at all but out, outsource <laughs> I mean you can help people with outsourcing as well can't you so exactly it's, it's not doing you out of a job but I think you know there are there are ways you know if you're if you're thinking about recruiting um a lot of the time people just think oh it's a salary I can pay the salary but what they don't think about is the money that you have to pay to HMRC um you know mm-hmm. the tax the benefits yeah. all of those things which actually mm-hmm. do really add up um whereas it's often cheaper to outsource something at least at the beginning while you're growing yeah um, and but, but- I mean outsourcing though I mean the benefits of outsourcing for a business in terms of saving you time and money yes talk to me about that yeah so so I talk to my clients and my VAs all the time when I'm mentoring or when I'm doing strategy with clients about return on investment yeah so so when somebody is going to outsource a role say if they're outsourcing to a VA and that VA may be doing tech work for them or they may be doing social media or they might be doing lead generation whatever they're doing at the beginning of that contract we agree with the client and what does success look like what will success look like for them and what is the return on that investment so so I think it's really important at the beginning of that process to go right what do you want the outcome to be where do you want to get um, and generally, most people that approach me, um, business owners, to work with my consultancy, they they want to they want to have more time, so they want to save time because they are really busy. They want to calm their overwhelm because most people that approach me are at the point where they are totally overwhelmed and overstretched with what they're doing in their business life and in their personal life as well. And I, I know what that feels like because I've been there. Yeah. yeah. And, and and burnout is is a is a thing that costs businesses thousands and thousands of pounds because yeah. what they don't realise is that if they're not good, if, if they're not good and they're not able to work, then that's what costs the business tons. Yeah. So mm-hmm. outsource things before it's too late, before it gets to the point Completely. where you say. But also it shouldn't be right, I'm going to wait till this point before I outsource. It should be, if I outsource, what's the return on my investment and what's it going to do for me? So so what I talk to everybody about is working in your zone of genius. So for me, as a business owner, we've just touched on it. I don't do loads of admin work. I actually don't do my own bookkeeping. No, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, I don't do my own tech I could do if I wanted to but my time is best spent elsewhere Mm. so yeah yeah my my zone of genius that I have to work in as a business owner is the strategy of what I'm doing next as a business owner and where I want to get to is kind of the main bit and then under that yeah my main skills are business development finding solutions for clients and doing strategy 
and the mentoring piece for the VAs and freelancers that work with me. And those are the bits that I should only be working on. And then occasionally, if the client wants to retain me to do something very specific for them, like the recruitment work, or say, for instance, I've got, at the moment, I've got a new client who's working with one of my VAs. Um, he spoke to me once we'd made the agreement last week um, because he runs another um, recruitment-y type business and he wants me to do some consultancy and strategy work with him on something. Um, so, so I kind of have to be really careful where my time is spent because, you know, I've done it before where I work all the hours and I'm saying yes to everybody for everything. And then obviously, you know, as a mum, I'm running a home and looking after the kids and my husband works away and, you know, we've got football to go to in the evenings and I have to go, right, I have to really limit myself on what I'm going to do. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's, it's about about picking picking your time, I think, and, and deciding when that time is right for you as well. I mean, yes. I basically, when I when I started the business... I did absolutely everything on my own. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that I had any help with was when we used to do physical cards, my husband used to write, like basically fill out the names and he used to do all the posting and stuff for me and packaging stuff in envelopes, sending out with letters. And it was just hard work and he hated it. Like I basically used to get to a Sunday and I'd be like, right, we're going to do cards. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh God, no way. <laughs> um, and then I found a VA. And mm-hmm. she was absolutely game changing. Um, yeah. She's she actually runs another business now, um, a, a company called Molly and Sky. They're a, they're a, a, a candle company who are um, one of our business partners on my VIP rewards. But Katie was literally the the life blood of my VIP rewards. She was like when we were my VIP card. She was just everything. She was she was like my right hand lady, and she. She left to, to go and find a permanent job um, because she she was working and she she had a franchise at one point and she was mm. she was just absolutely brilliant and then yeah I lost her and oh. she was she was the best the best thing she she sold she sold the franchise she worked for me exclusively for a while and um, but we weren't quite big enough to be able to take her on properly mm. so yeah. she ended up going and doing her own thing but I'm still in contact with her she's still wonderful I kind of wish that she was still with me at some points but um (laughs) but then we we grew our team so yeah we've we've got Ali who does all of our um social media blogging all of those types Mm -hmm. of things and then I've got Nick who does my ops ops managery stuff um and you know without them I would not be the business that that we are because we you you can't you can't do everything as a business you can't wear all the hats um, no. And I know I am terrible with finance. I'm terrible at admin. I'm terrible. <laughs> if it if it doesn't involve people, um, you know, I'm good at the customer service and the sales yeah. and the business development and yeah. anything that involves working with people. But you, you put me in front of a computer and tell me to do some admin or write yeah. some emails. I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> but that's I think we we are like one in the same. I, yeah. You know, our skill set matches, doesn't it? <laughs> It's recruitment. It's the recruitment background, isn't it, for mm. you? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I was in recruitment for 12 years. Um, yeah. And I actually, my first business was actually a recruitment agency. Not very many people oh, know really? this. Wow. Um, 
yeah this is this is a hot off the press this is mm -hmm. um so i started a recruitment agency called purple cat recruitment um it's a bit of a funny story behind it actually i um i did everything wrong that you could do as a new business owner so <laughs> And this is one of the things which I think makes me a better business owner today is the fact that yes. I'm massively fucked up, like along yeah. the way, like I just did. So I got myself an office. I bought myself expensive purple, purple tub chairs, which <laughs> oh, um, no. I had a water cooler and <laughs> I had every single piece of recruitment software going. Um, yeah. I thought I needed to be rec accredited. So I paid loads of money for that mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and what I didn't focus on was actually getting the sales. I yeah. basically built this most amazing office that was really cool. Um, and then one of the things that I didn't realize was that as a recruitment agency, um, when you're working for somebody else, and I was top biller on the South Coast. So I, I knew I was good at what I did. Yeah. But all of my clients were really big clients and they didn't want to work with tim pot maddie even though i had a really nice office they didn't want to come and see my office because they've got their own nice offices so nobody apart from the odd occasional candidate that came in to see me saw my office and i burnt through 30 grand in oh, about six months um didn't make very much money back and i ended up suffering really badly with mental health because i oh, had dear wasted all of the money that i'd put aside to start the agency um i felt like i'd lost credibility it was really it was really difficult to kind of re regain from that um but actually i learned so much yes um, i learned that what i should have done is i mm -hmm. should have started in my bedroom uh, or yes. my living room i definitely all i needed was a laptop mm -hmm. and, and a phone and looked yeah. in but instead, but, all the bells and whistles kind of came out. So, that, but there, there was an even more funny story that came with that. Um, but so I called it Purple Cat Recruitment. I designed my logo myself. I mean, it was shit. I'm not going to lie. It was like a cat with a really curly tail. Um, and I put it. I, I I bought this sign, which was about 500 quid, and I put it outside my my office because I thought, you know, that's what you needed—a sign that told people you were there. Um, <laughs> and I put my mobile number on it. And I started to get phone calls in the middle of the night. Oh, no. And um, this ended up in the local paper. Um, you know, local recruitment agency um, has to close down because people think that, that it's a brothel. Oh, <laughs> no. What a nightmare. So it was funny. It was really funny. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot you know, from it. What one of the phrases, because um, although my dad's got dementia now, my dad was always an inspiration to me as an entrepreneur and a businessman. And one of the phrases that he always used to say to me was, Cal, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true and, and that's the thing you've got to learn from mistakes but if there are any business owners who are or, or people who are thinking about starting up on their own who are who are listening to this podcast you do not need all of the bells and whistles to start your own business no um, you really don't you just I, need, yeah, I started on. this business and I know I said yeah we put aside a thousand pounds to invest in the business but I actually started the business on um, a laptop worth less than a hundred pounds. Oh, good work! Um, and that helped me set up the business, and the business has scaled to the point where 
um, in July of last year, I had to go that registered and limited company. And today I've submitted my um, second VAT return, which I'm really excited about, like a mathers. <laughs> that is that is very that's exciting, isn't it? Oh, exciting yeah. but terrifying at the same time. Um, yeah. You know, when when we went back registered, and actually I, I had the, the the same conversation with uh, with HMRC today because I was like, oh, we're we're owed some VAT return. Like, why why have we not got this VAT return back? Like, it, it was confirmed before Christmas, and so I phoned them, and they were like, uh, yeah, your VAT return's due today, and I was like, damn it! I knew there was <laughs> something I hadn't done. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Note to self, HMRC do fine you if you are late for these things. So you probably yeah. should. Yeah, you, you do need to well, get, get this, them in on time. This is why my online business manager, Emily, handles all of this for me and she liaises with the accountants for me because I want to know that it's being done. I just don't want to do all of that bit myself. So all I do is when they send the figure to me, I okay it and then I pay it. <laughs> makes sense that, that that does make sense it's, it's so much easier if you've got somebody organizing your life for you yeah so um, I, I've got um I've got the um I've got a Starling business bank account and um and what's one of the best things that I would say about Starling is that on the app you can separate things out into different compartments oh that's helpful yeah it's really useful because from a mindset point of view you want to see on your balance of your account, you want to see what's yours or what belongs to the business. And then I have um, I have a compartment for VAT and a compartment for corporation tax, and I have a compartment for my pension. So I, I separate it all out into those compartments. So when I'm looking at the main figure on the bank account, I'm not looking at a figure which includes something that doesn't belong to me. It's a really, really good idea. Really good idea. Um, I think uh, one of the things that is a, a big, big downfall for businesses is cash flow. Um, yeah. I, th I think it's really, really important that, and it sounds like, I mean, I don't have a Starling account. I've got a Barclays account, but, I'm, you know, I'm actually thinking about switching. Um, mm. I've heard some really good things about Starling. I, I don't think I've actually heard anything bad about them. Yeah. Um, Apart from it's a bit of a ball ache to sign up because I've tried a couple of times and they're like, oh, we need all this ID and stuff. I'm like, ah, I give up at that point. <laughs> Again, it's admin and I'm like, no. <laughs> I found it really easy. Uh, maybe I'm just not giving it enough welly. <laughs> I need to like actually look at it a bit more. Um, but they, I think it, it's a really, really good idea to, mm. to have something that, that shows you the pots. I, I really yeah. like that idea. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, the main reason I decided to switch bank accounts was when I first set up, I had um, a bank account with a well-known high street bank because that was where we had some of our accounts. Um, and it came with um, a free piece of um, bookkeeping software, right? Um, which was great. And it was free for a year. And I didn't, when I first set up the business, I wasn't looking that far ahead. I was just excited about setting up the business. And then a year later, when the business was making a fair amount of money and I started paying a lot of VAs and freelancers, I was losing loads of money in charges. Mm. And, it, and it was mortifying because I was like, you know, I'd go on and I'd do like, you know, 30 payments every Friday. and I, I was paying for that. 
yeah free free doesn't always mean free um, no, no after we one year it wasn't <laughs> but we we have this with um with with one of one of you know they're an incredibly good business one of our competitors gives a, a free uh, cup of coffee every month to um to employ to employees um, and everyone's like oh we we love this business because it gives free cup of coffee but it's like it's so much more expensive than the service that we offer so you're really you really are paying for those coffees yeah <laughs> so yeah it's, it's all relative isn't it I think when mm. when you're in business like looking at things and thinking is that cheaper or is it or is it yeah. not and you know, it's the same it's the same as um like when you're doing your food shopping um you look at two prices and you go oh wow okay this one's this one's a lot yeah. cheaper this one this one's a lot more expensive but if you look at the price per kilogram on something yes um, that's that's your real indicator of how much something costs I um, love I, doing that when I'm in the supermarket I always look at the shelves and that's what I look at <laughs> me too I'm a I'm such a geek um like and I'm I'm also a massive yellow sticker shopper so I, I go at certain times to make sure that I get the best bargains and you know I I'm the sort of person get, that gets really excited when I get like the kids favorite cakes for 10p <laughs> brilliant but it's, it's what you need it. to do and it, it's, yeah. it's about looking rather than being yeah. rushed um, and I think if if you are starting a business a business sorry I've got hiccups it's terrible um, if you if you are starting a business looking at your costs looking at the things that you really need to spend on at the beginning yeah. um, mm -hmm. and Kelly I'm assuming that that you do like consultation so if somebody wants to come to you and they're starting a business you, you might be able to give them a bit of a, a steer oh. in terms of maybe what they might need yeah, definitely. I yeah, I love having a chat and a cup of tea. Um, I love helping people. Um, I kind of thrive on that. So I yeah, I'm always happy to have a cup of tea with people and a bit of a chat over Zoom. Um, Amazing. Um, um, so how do, how do people get in contact with you? Um, so you can find me through Facebook um, at the drop of a hat. You can find me on Instagram at the drop of a hat PA. Um, you can get me on email, kelly at, at the drop of a hat .co .uk. You can find me everywhere, basically. <laughs> and also, people get 10% off with uh, my VIP rewards for you as well, don't they? Yeah. And, and you are um, proud. There's a lovely picture of Kelly on our uh, Work With Us page on our website. So um, go and have a look at her wonderful face. And, and I would highly recommend that, that if you do have any services that you're looking to outsource, that, that Kelly be the lady that you speak to. Um, Kelly, it's been lovely having you on today. Uh, really nice hearing about your business. Um, is there any, are there any other tips that you can give um, in terms of money saving or money making for our audience? Yeah, I definitely say when there's a lot of business owners, when they work with us, we look at all of their outgoings for them. And a lot of new online business owners make the mistake of paying out for things when they could use the free version. Um, yes. So Canva, for instance, you know, if somebody's just setting up their business and they're doing their social media, just use the free version. Don't, I use, you know, yeah, I, I think we used the free version of Canva for about two years, I think. So yeah. you can get by. Yeah. You definitely can. And it's the same on Zoom as well. Loads of people pay out for Zoom straight away. But again, Zoom is one of those things where I never paid out for it until I started doing masterclasses, which were a number of people over 40 minutes. Yes. Yeah, because you, you can get 40 minutes for free, can't you, with Zoom? Yeah. 
yeah um, um one person so if you're just doing doing one-to-ones it's perfect yeah and and even if people are looking at something like that and they think well it's only 9.99 a, a month if you don't need it don't get it because 9.99 if you do a number of 9.99s that adds up very quickly it does um, and on that note one of the things that i would say to um to small business owners check your subscriptions because I checked the other day and oh. I actually was I I had a subscription for a video editing software and a um a, a subtitles caption software that I think I used once on a free trial and it was charging me 70 quid a month for these two packages and I was like what no way yeah um so yeah don't don't forget about the free trials that you're doing don't yeah. do it no um, very important the other thing I'd say is affiliates as well yes I love an affiliate. Oh, um, me too. You know, anything that relates to your business, if you can get an affiliate on it in any way, shape or form, you should do. So on my course, um, I know that when people are looking at their, their contracts, I've got an affiliate agreement with the contract company. So they And I know them really well. So I know that they're getting really good legal documents for their business so I've got an affiliate on the contracts and I have an affiliate set up on the insurance company as well um, because I know that I've vetted all these companies and I've used them myself yes yeah exactly the same for us so we, we've got a two, we've got a two-way um affiliate scheme so we work with we work with a lot of people to promote their services um and we we work on on an affiliate fee basis we've also mm -hmm. got an affiliate scheme for my vip rewards as well so we yeah we you can sign up as a business owner um and anytime you're networking if you recommend our business club you get 15 percent of any ongoing fees um, and also just our general everyday family subscriptions as well. And people can earn quite a bit of money from, from doing mm. that. And it's an ongoing yeah. revenue stream that is passive. Exactly. Um, These love, things are so good. Love a passive income, right? Yeah. So I mean, in, in my business, once I know that my clients are really happy, I invite them to make referrals to me. So on my affiliate programme, that's how I get most of my new clients is that somebody's referred them to me. It's a brilliant idea, really brilliant idea. Well, Kelly, it's been wonderful having you. Thank you so much. Um, do do come back again and keep us keep us informed with what you're doing. Um, this has been Mad About Money uh, with Kelly Williams and Maddie Alexander Grout, and we'll see you next time.